You're listening to Good Morning with Ashley, where we will journey through finding the good in life's transitions. Hey, friends. Happy Thursday, guys. So glad that you are here once again to listen to the Good Morning podcast. I hope that, um, you know, your day is going good or whatever point of the day you are listening. I hope that your day is good. Okay. I hope that it is great. I hope that something phenomenal either has happened or will happen to you today. Okay. So straight to it. Um, we have had some phenomenal, um, episodes together. I was going to say some conversations, you know, conversations require a couple people to talk sometimes, but some of these conversations have been solo and, you know, they've been good. We've, we've talked about some pretty good things. And um, just to revisit, we had Back Down Memory Lane. We've had the F word where we talk about forgiving. Back Down Memory Lane was just acknowledging, you know, some of the things that may have, you know, caused us some trauma, some hurt, you know, things that we may be mourning or grieving. We had that. We had, of course, This Is Not Your Pain. And This Is Not Your Pain Part 2. Then we had issues where we talked about, you know, how sometimes we got some issues, but if we can just touch the hem of his garment, we will be made whole. And last week we talked about going to therapy, laying on that big, comfy couch. So we've had some pretty amazing conversations. And I mean, why stop now, right? So I know a lot of you have been thinking like, okay, Ash, like, what made you start the Good Morning Podcast, right? Well, this is the episode in which I am going to share. Whew. Yes, I am going to lay some heavy transparency on the table today. So if you are a crier uh, like me, you know, you may have to do a little shifting and adjusting as you listen to this conversation. And uh, if you know me, then you know that this conversation is definitely one that, I don't know, it shaped me, you know? So um, this particular episode is, of course, if you read the captions and you read the titles of the episodes, this one is called My Not-So-Good Morning. And um, I'm going to tell you what happened to me, all right? I'm going to be able to do this, hopefully, without any tears or you know, long pauses and be able to do it and talk and just get it through. All right. So I'm stalling. Here we go. So I started the Good Morning Podcast because I had a transition. You know, we've been talking about transitions happening and uh, I had one of my own that literally changed my life um, in so many different ways. I'll say that um, we, I'll just say women. We grow up and even from actually a small age or, you know, a young age, we desire to be married and have children. and We want the fairy tale, right? And we are okay with believing that it's going to happen for us a certain way, right? Well, that kind of came to an end for me one day. Um, it was a very brisk October morning, um, I was getting ready to go to work and I was ready, you know, ready to conquer the day. And 
I remember what I had on. I remember what perfume I put on. I remember everything because one, first of all, it was picture day and uh, I teach. So I was getting ready to take my uh, photo for the school year. So I had to be ready. So I woke up a little extra early that morning, got cued and, you know, was ready to conquer the day. Um, on my way out the door, get a phone call from someone I got a phone call from every morning. Um, talked on the way to work and was having conversation and making plans for the next day and making time to, you know, figure out what we were going to do and spend time together and things like that. And then all of a sudden, things just go very uh, silent. But not just silent as far as like, oh, the conversation is, you know, over or maybe we're thinking of something to say, but um, an accident occurs. And I'm on the other side of the phone in total disbelief of what I've just heard. Um, hearing people say, he's not moving. Somebody call an ambulance. Don't touch him. And I'm screaming through the phone, hoping that somebody hears me enough to pick up and tell me what's happening. And no one does. So, me being a believer, I hang up the phone and I immediately start praying. And uh, I make the phone call that, you know, most girls would make. They call their mom. Call my mom. And I say, Mom, something happened. Something terrible has happened. And I'm explaining what I heard and what I think. And, you know, my mom being the person that she is, you guys are familiar with her now. She immediately starts giving me hope. Everything's fine, Ash. Don't worry. Just pray. Just pray, you know? So I'm frantic. I call my job. I say, I'm not coming in. I have an emergency. I'm driving across the city of Detroit, not knowing where I'm going. I'm just looking for someone. Someone who meant a lot to me, you know? And um, I finally am told to park or go to, go to a family friend's house. And I do that. And I, I get in their house and I lay on the couch and I'm praying and I'm talking to God and I'm praying and I'm talking to God and I'm praying and I'm talking to God and I don't have any ease in my spirit about what's happening, right? Maybe about an hour later, my brother walks in the door, which already told me that something was wrong. And he sits next to me and he put his arms around me and he says, Ash, I have some bad news. And before he could even get the words out, I had already knew because I, my spirit wasn't settled the whole time. And I know people are like, oh, your spirit, you know, you know, the Holy Ghost. And yes, the Holy Ghost will bring ease to your spirit when necessary. But I didn't have any ease. I didn't have any calm. So I already knew before the words were told to me that things were fatal, that things were fatal. And I remember at that moment, I feel like I lost control of my body. I felt limp. I felt... um like I had no strength, like all of it had literally been snatched from my body, praying to God that this was a dream. Like, okay, I can, any moment now I'm going to wake up and this is just going to be a horrible dream. This isn't going to be real for me, that this is actually happening to me. No, God, I planned my life with this man. I, I believed that this was going to happen for me. And I just knew that this was going to be it for me. And all in a matter of minutes, everything changed. And I remember getting home um, a couple of hours after hearing the news and I get home and there's people at my house 
And I'm trying to figure out why are all these people here? I don't want to, I don't want people to be here. I don't want people to see me in my moment of weakness. I don't want people to see me as I'm going through this transition. I don't want people to be here to witness how weak I am. And I remember my mother, I was laying, well, I was laying across her lap, big grown at the time. I was 29 years old, laying across my mother's lap and sobbing because I felt like God had left me. I felt like if he loved me the way that the Bible claims or the way that I was taught to believe that he does, why would he do this to me? And I know just, just relating this to you guys, we've all had those moments where we're trying to figure out, God, why would you do this? Why would you let this happen to me? And we feel like he left us. We feel like he didn't care. And that's how I felt. I remember feeling like that very strongly. And I remember my mom just kept saying, Ashley, God's got you. Ashley, God has not forgot about you. Ashley, God, God is going to do something strong in you. I remember her saying those things to me hours after I felt like my life came to a very abrupt stop. And I remember people coming in the house and just walking past me and rubbing my back or laying their hand on me and praying for me and things like that. And I just remember saying, God, like this can't be, this can't be what you have for me. This can't be it. It feels like it is, but this can't be it. And so I remember grieving in a very terrible way. I remember um, just not being able to sleep, not being able to eat. My mother was <laughs> shoving food literally down my throat uh, because she just was just like, actually, you have to eat. You can't not eat. And I just remember just not having an appetite and not wanting to do anything and wanting to be in bed and um, not wanting to, to, to be around people or be social or anything like that. I wanted to grieve in peace. I wanted to be left alone. And I thank God for my mom because she didn't let that happen. I think, you know, it's good to have a long time, but it's good to know when a long time is good. And she knew during these moments that it was important for me to have somebody with me at all times. And I just remember, um, you know, a couple of days had passed and my mom would wake me up and say, okay, we need to pray. Okay, we need to read scriptures because she didn't want my faith to go away. She didn't want it to diminish. She didn't want it to die all because God had a different plan than I had, you know? And so, um, you know, I, this was the time I, I, I was never really acquainted with grief this way. Um, I lost my dad when I was young, but I was young. And so I didn't grieve him. Like, you know, people would grieve losing their father. I was two. So I didn't know him. I just knew he was my dad. I knew he was gone, but this was different for me. I'm well in my adult years and I'm well aware of how I feel about a particular person and then for them to be suddenly taken off this earth was devastating for me. Not only that, but during this time, I, you know, had to disassociate myself from people. People who I thought would be there for me were not. So I grieved a relationship from the grave and I grieved other relationships on earth. And it's hard when you come to the realization that everybody doesn't have the capacity to deal with you in certain states. Um, certain people only like to see the healed version of you, while certain people can take the broken version of you and still be there and not think any differently of who you are. 
But I remember um, just having nightmares and every time I closed my eyes, hearing a car crash. And I mean, it was awful, um, which is what put me in a place of having to go to therapy and being clinically diagnosed with PTSD, not knowing that you could have um, post-traumatic stress disorder um, from anything other than, you know, being a veteran or going to the war, experiencing something of that nature. But PTSD deals with anything that is traumatic. Um, it can, you know, show its ugly head. So I dealt with that. I dealt with triggers. I dealt with um, anxiety. I dealt with depression. I dealt with, never had any suicidal thoughts, thank God. Um, but I'm sure that that was only by the grace of God. I wanted to live. I just didn't know how. And so I did a lot of seeking God, a lot of praying. My relationship with God strengthened in such a different way. I had a different respect for who he was because I knew that it was only by his grace and mercy. It's only by his power that I was able to function again. I was able to have hope again. I was able to live again when I felt like my time was coming to an end. I literally did, you know, not because I wanted to do anything to myself. I just didn't know how my life was supposed to go on. And so I want to stop here and say this to you, whoever my listener is. There's somebody here who has put a lot of their hope and their trust in a person instead of putting their hope and trust in God, and that's called misplaced dependency. If you put yourself in a place where you depend on a person more than you depend on God, you need to do some adjusting and some shifting because people, people leave here. And when we put so much in people, when they leave here, what happens to you when they're gone? You end up like me for a brief moment of time. Thank God it was only brief. But you end up in a place where you don't know how to function. And that was my story for a moment. I didn't know how to function. I didn't know what life was going to be like. I didn't have a lot of hope in my future. I didn't know what God was going to do. I still had a desire to be married and have children. But God, oh, my God, how? How? You know? And so this is what I want to say. God has a plan. Regardless of if you know what it is or not, this is why it's important to trust him. And that's what I started to do. I started to solely trust in God. I started to take away what I felt like, you know, I should have and what things should look like. And I let God be God. I put my dependency on him. I let him do what it is that he does. I put myself in a position to, uh, let his will be done. Because if I'm honest, I wasn't letting his will be done. I was making plans for myself. And don't get me wrong, it's it's okay to prepare. It's okay to even have desires. But I think that it's important that when you have them, that you include God in all of your plans. And you say things like, Lord, this is the desire that I have, but God, let my desires line up with your will. And if they don't, if we got to make a choice between the two. Let your will always be done. And that's where I was. That's where I am. Currently, still, I don't care what I want. If it's not the will of God, I ask him all the time, Lord, you can take it away from me. Now, don't take it away, like put it in the grave. Don't do that no more. But now, but take it away. Put it away from me. Because I only want what you want. Can't go wrong with wanting with wanting what you want for me to have. And so today. I, I talk to you as a healed individual. And while sometimes, you know, even to talk about this, it does hurt because it was, it was a painful experience. But let me tell you something. It don't hurt nearly as much as it did 
now than it did when it happened. And not always that comes from a place of growth. It comes from a place of lending yourself to the lesson. It comes from a place of um, putting yourself in a position to be healed. So whatever your situation is, whether it be um, a death, a divorce, a broken friendship, a broken relationship, whatever it is that you may be mourning or grieving, lend yourself to the lesson. Get the lesson. Don't be a repeat offender. Don't have to go through this again because you didn't learn from the first time, you know? And that's what I'm putting myself in a position to do. Lend myself to the lesson. Whatever it was that God was trying to teach me in this time of mourning, I wanted to make sure I got it because I don't want to go through this again. This is not something <laughs> that I wanted to do again. You know how we say that, run that back, Jack. No, don't run that back, God. I don't want that. Don't do that again. I'm putting myself in a position to be uh, available to get the lesson that I need to get based off of what God wants me to learn and where he wants to take me. So I started the Good Morning Podcast out of a place of healing. I started it out of a place of experience. I know a lot of you were trying to figure out why would I talk about this or why, what makes me qualified to talk about mourning? Everything I just said. Because I feel like if you can get through things that were supposed to kill you, because this could have, but it didn't. But I feel like when you get through things that were meant to take you out, you should talk about it. You should be transparent. You should tell your story. Because I know that there is somebody, it may not be all of you, but there's somebody who needed to hear this because you needed to know that maybe your situation isn't as bad as you thought. And that, man, oh, if Ashley can get through that, I can definitely get through this. Or maybe your situation is the same and or worse. All it takes is knowing that somebody had the determination to live through it that gives you the encouragement to do the same. That was a not-so-good morning. But not every morning is a good morning for me. Why? Because every day I wake up and I lend myself to the lesson, whatever it is that God wants to teach me, whatever it is that God wants me to teach someone else, I make myself available to do that. Why is it a good morning? Because I'm healed in Jesus' name. Why, it is, why is it a good morning? Because I'm here to help. Why is it a good morning? Because I'm still here. Simple. Very simple. So somebody needs to hear this story today. And I cried through it. I tried not to, but, I, you know, voice got a little shaky. Couldn't help it because this is, when I think about how far God has brought me, it, it does bring tears to my eyes. Because you don't know. Even with me telling you, there is no way I could really, really, really break this all the way down for somebody to feel the pain that I felt. And granted, so many people were affected by that loss. I can't speak on everybody else's experience. I can only speak on mine. I can only speak on how it hurt me. But man, what a great loss. What a great loss. But I know God to still be true. I know for him to still be faithful regardless of what happens. It doesn't make him any less God. And now we need to learn how in everything to accept what God allows. Don't nothing get past God. Nothing gets past God. Literally nothing gets past God. All right? So 
this is what I want you to do. Today, I want you to be encouraged. Whatever it is that's in your life that has tried to overtake you, here's the day you overtake it. Here's the day that you make a decision to outlive your hurt, to outlive your pain, to outlive your mourning, whatever it may be. You make a decision today. I made a decision every day. Every day I had to get up and make a decision. So do you. It's a choice. Being healed is a choice. And it's something that you absolutely have to work through. And guess what? I'm here for the journey. (laughs) So make sure you join me next week as we continue to find the good in life's transition.